With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in, everyone, to our GSP Ace of the Day presented by DraftKings. Now, if for some reason you are one of those listeners out there who is not already playing along with us and our friends at DraftKings, congratulations to you. You missed a rough Wednesday, 0-3 on our Aces of the Day. Look, that happens. We know. It's a cyclical thing. Or sometimes you have the rough day. The next day you bounce back. You go undefeated. Obviously, we went undefeated on Tuesday. Uh, That, you know, evened out, I suppose, with the losses on Wednesday. That means we've got a clean slate heading into Thursday's matches, and I am certain I've got some winners for all of you listeners today. To cash in on those winners, to get in on the action, you should be turning to our friends at DraftKings, who of course do have a limited time offer for you Crack Rackets fans. Here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings.com, create your DraftKings Sportsbook account, and make a deposit. DraftKings will then match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. From there, it gets even easier. You make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Offer not valid for users physically located in New Hampshire. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details now. With that in mind, a recap of what we're looking at this week. We've got three highlight events, I suppose. We've got the WTA action in Ostrava on the indoor hard court. So many top 40, top 30 players left in the draw as we head to the back half of this event. Of course, we've got two ATP 250s this week, one in Antwerp, the other in Cologne as well. And then you've got the challenger-level events, ITF-level events. Of course, to find odds on all of it, you can find them on the DraftKings Tennis Sportsbook. To hear my thoughts on the day's matches, just go to our website, CrackedRackets.com. You search this GSP Ace of the Day article, you will see my entire thoughts, my extended picks on my favorite Moneyline matches, my stayaways, my overs on sets, overs... um, you know, or the parlay ideas I might have left on the table. Uh, Just know for the extended thoughts, you can find that on the website, CrackedRackets.com. Now, with that in mind, let's get to my extended thoughts on Thursday's matches. Let's start with some of the over-unders because if we've learned anything, we've learned there are going to be some battles this week in Ostrava. Three matches stand out to me as potential three-set matches. Let's start with 
Onjabur taken on Yelena Ostapenko. Now, we've talked about Onjabur a lot. In fact, we made a little bit of money on her if you took our pick on Tuesday to parlay her with Davidovich Fokina. Uh, and she looked great in her victory in her first match. And, of course, you know, for Onjabur, uh, one of probably the six or seven winningest players on tour this season. Of course, we all remember her run at the U.S. Open, where she, or the, excuse me, at the U.S. Open, I mean at the Australian Open, where she made the quarterfinals before losing to Sophia Kennan. Of course, Kennan knocked her out in the third round of the U.S. Open as well. Quarterfinals for her this year. Uh, multiple stops along the way. She did it in Qatar. Uh, I believe she did it at the top seed open as well. And then, you know, you look at the French uh, at the French Open, she makes a run all the way to the fourth round before losing to three in Danielle Collins. She comes into this match uh, with a win over Striskova 2-2 two two in the first round. But simply put, she runs up against the Yelena Ostapenko, who I saw it, you know, we saw it when she knocked off Karolina Pliskova in the second round of the French Open. She goes down 2-0 in her match against Petra Martic yesterday. She wins 12 of the next 14 games. She wins the match 3-1. And And on an indoor hard court, you know, if you give Yelena Ostapenko time to set, if she gets a clean crack at the ball, there's a reason she already has a Grand Slam title to her name. And so I just think that matchup's going to be a battle. I think Jabor is going to do a good job getting balls outside of Ostapenko's strike zone or throwing throwing in slices, throwing in drop shots, but I also think Elena Ostapenko is playing some really good tennis right now, so I think that's a battle. That's an over two and a half sets I like at plus 143. Ditto for Mertens Mukova. Those are just two players playing well right now, plus 145 if you take the over there. I'm not picking the money line upset, but I feel the same way about Yoshi Nishioka's match tomorrow against Jan Leonard Struff as I did against Ugo Umber today against Kareno Busta. I know Struff looked good in his first round win over Chechenato, but we're not on clay anymore. You know, Chechenato under 50% win percentage in his career in ATP matches. That's a pretty generous first round if you're Jan Leonard Struff. Meanwhile, Yoshi Nishioka pretty much a near flawless performance against Kyle Edmund, tracked down all of the Edmund forehands, got him stretched to the outer thirds, was able to turn defense into offense, was able to change directions, of course, displayed his usual variety, his incredible speed and defensive skills. He's going to need all of them tomorrow against Jan Leonard Struff, and of course, because it's an indoor hard court, there's a world where Stroop just serves him off the court, right? Where the serve plus one is landing and it's just getting so high on Nishioka's body that there's nothing he can do with it. But I do think that match, at a minimum, is going to go the distance. Nishioka is going to scrap and claw. I think DraftKings agree with me as they're over two and a half sets in this one, only plus 133. So I think that goes the distance. And ditto, by the way, with Taylor Fritz and Lloyd Harris. That's just going to be a lot of big serving. An indoor hardcourt big serving. It means holds. It means tiebreakers. It means you know potential for late breaks or high-variance matches or low-variance matches. I don't know which variance it is. I just know that's an either-or match. That one absolutely could go the distance. So those would be the over-unders I have circled now. Of course, so many other matches throughout the day, uh, individual odds, which money lines do I like. You can go check that out again on our website, crackedrackets.com. But with that in mind, let's get to our picks for our aces of the day. And let's start with a single match winner, Arena Sabalenka a player I have talked much about uh, during her career over these past couple of months because, simply put, I think she is one of those uh, players on tour who has the upside to just 
dominate a two-week stretch at a major and simply, you know, and, and win the major. I think she's displayed that sort of firepower. Now, we haven't seen her do it match in, match out over two weeks, but you look at what Arena Sabalenka has accomplished thus far in her career. Her She is not lacking, you know, in terms of big titles. Obviously, she's got the Grand Slam doubles title at the 2019 U.S. Open, which she won last year, but you look at some of the other things she's done. She's got three premier mandatory uh, titles uh, back-to-back at Wuhan 2018-2019. She, of course, wins the Qatar Open this year, 3-3 three and three in the final over Petra Kvitova. You know, you look throughout the course of her career. She's got multiple top 10 wins uh, already. She's got, you know, victories 2-0 against Pliskova, 1-0 against Muguruza, 3-2 against Ashley Barty, uh, 1-3 against Simona Halep, but still 2-2 against Kvitova, 1-1 against Svitolina. Uh, She can hang with the best of them, and so she is one of those players who, no, she hasn't won a slam yet, but you know, she is still, again, I, I keep reiterating this, she is only, what, 22 years old, and so, you know, she comes up against a fellow young stud in Coco Goff, who obviously at 16 years old for her to be inside the top 50 of the WTA rankings, there's a reason we continue to talk about her. And that's because to put together the accomplishments she has at her age, that's just a special thing. And some of you may remember a match I actually called for the Tennis One app, so I remember it well. Coco Goff actually beat Arena Sapolenka earlier this year in Lexington. It was the first match back post-quarantine for Sabalenka. It was a match Goff ended up winning 7-6-4-6-6-4. And it was a really ugly match. I mean, there were big deficits for both Goff and Sabalenka in various sets that they dug their way out of. The serving was poor, to say the least. And it was just two players who did not have their rhythm at that point in Obviously, that's no longer the case, and for Coco Goff, a great first-round win for her over Sinyakova. Now, this is Sapolenka's first match on the indoor hard courts at this event, but indoor hard courts for Arena Sabalenka, I don't know how I'm not supposed to like that. I mean, you look over the course of her career, just you look at her uh, record on the hard courts, obviously it's her best surface. She's 92-40. and 40. She has, as I mentioned, that sort of firepower that can just blow you off the court and, you know... Coco Goff made a really high percentage of first serves against Sinyakova, and she needed to because she won something like 27% of her second serve points. But she made over 70% of her first serves against uh, Sinyakova, and she's going to need to do that tomorrow against Sabalenka. And even if she does, I still think indoor hardcore Sabalenka has the sort of game that right now is just going to overwhelm Coco Goff. I think the serve to the forehand of Goff indoors is going to lead to short balls that Sabalenka can attack, I think. She is going to have more opportunities to attack the second serve of Goff than Goff will on the Sabalenka serve. And then again, I I think Coco Goff is outstanding. I think she can fight and scrap. I think this is easily a match that could go three sets. It's one of the overs I have highlighted as well. But I just think, you know, for Sabalenka, quietly played really good tennis since the restart in August. And yeah, she lost that match in Lexington to Goff. But, you know, since that moment for uh, Sabalenka, she's had a couple of good results. Of course, we all remember her losing that match to, uh, or I don't know if we all remember, maybe I just remember because it might have been one of my aces of the day then. She lost in three sets to Pegula at Cincy. That's fine. She lost in three sets, I believe or excuse me, straight sets, to Azarenka's second round U.S. Open. We all remember that. She then goes to the semifinals of Strasbourg, loses three sets to Svitolina. She loses a three-set match in the third round to Onjabur at the French. 
she's had a lot of chances to execute. And I just think this is going to be one of those tournaments where she does execute. And I just, I like the matchup here. I think Sabalenka, you know, once you've had that first Coco Golf matchup, you go into the first one thinking, oh, it's a 16-year-old. I'm going to be fine. Is she worth the hype? Well, now Sabalenka know what, knows what she's going into. I think she's going to make the necessary adjustments. I think she wins this match. And at minus 136, again, uh, I like those odds. So $5 to win 370. Let's make the pick on Sabalenka. And you always have, hate betting against Golf because she scraps and competes so well in the Again, I do like this match to go the distance. I just think in the end, Sabalenka, too much firepower indoors. She overwhelms Goff. She takes this match. So she is an ace of the day at minus 136. Now, of course, that's my single match pick. I also have a parlay for you. It's a three-match parlay, and it gives you plus odds, which you always love on one of these parlays of a couple of favorites. Let's stick in Ostrava with Jennifer Brady against Daria Kasekina. Of course, Kasekina knocked off Rabakina in round number one. That was a three-set battle. Jennifer Brady, her own three-set battle over Diana Yastrzemska in the first round. This is another matchup-centric thing. Have you watched Jennifer Brady on a hard court since the restart in August? She rolls through Lexington, doesn't drop a set. She makes the semifinals of the U.S. Open, gives eventual champion Naomi Osaka an absolute run for her money. And, you know, Yastrzemska can go strike for strike with any player. And she obviously had chances against Brady, but... I don't think Kasekina is going to be able to fluster, frustrate, whichever word works better, Jennifer Brady, the way she did Rabakina with the slices, with getting the ball to the outer third, slowing things down, changing direction. You can't slow anything down against Jennifer Brady. You have to match her stroke for stroke. That's why, you know, Osaka, Yastrzemska, what do they have in common? They both have the firepower to hold serve, to hang with Brady, to get her stretched and make her play a little bit of defense. Kasekina changes direction well. She'll change, you know, she'll move angles. She'll, or play with angles. She'll elevate the ball over the net. But I think there's going to be a lot of Jennifer Brady offense in this match. And at minus what? She's minus, I believe, uh, two... 50? I think in 225, excuse me, over Kasekina, that's right in the parlay zone. So she is element number one. Elements number two and three, uh, two men playing on the day. Let's start with Denis Shapovalov, who's 2-0 in his career head-to-head against Jill Simone. Now, one of those was a retirement victory, the other a four-set win for him at this most recent French Open. Uh, I just think Shapovalov, game style-wise, indoor hard courts, what's Simone going to do to hurt him? This match is on Shapovalov's racket, and as of late, He's won the matches that are on his racket. So give me him in this one, although I suppose you're about to say, well, what about Carbea Spania? Let me rephrase that. He's won the indoor hardcourt matches or hardcourt matches in general that have been on his racket. So give me Shapovalov, minus 425. And then let's throw in the Sin Man. Yannick Sinner, minus 475 over Air Bear. If you have watched Yannick Sinner, the disrespect in his eyes. He's like, I don't belong in a round of 16. I should get a bye to the semifinals, maybe even directly to the finals. He is just blitzing his competition in every way with his game so powerful and he's moving so well indoor hardcore suit his game uh fairly you know like a like a glove on a hand as well you throw those three together sinner chapeau brady uh you get yourself two plus 116 so we're going to do that we're going to parlay the three of them five dollars to win 578 again our aces of the day we're going to take the sabalanka money line over golf, then we're going to take Sinner, Chapo, Brady. What a day. 
Those are our four picks. Now, if for some reason you are not already playing along with us, go check out our friends at DraftKings. Go to dkng.co slash cracked open to take advantage of their limited time offer. Of course, shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the abandoned job he does day in, day out, making all of this possible. But with that in mind, we hope you enjoy Thursday's matches and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone. 